0: Alright, what's up? I'm here with DJ Angelo The Kid. What's up, man? What's going on? How's it going? I'm doing great. Um, So we want to talk to you a little bit about your DJ story and how you kind of went from doing private
1: events to moving into more tri-state nightlife gigs. Yeah, I mean, um, so I started when I was 14. Um, You know, at that time I was kind of doing uh, just DJing my basement, practicing. Uh, Basically, that's all I could do just to kind of get better. And then uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Ampriori, shout out Ampriori, uh, he brought me on to private events, showed me a lot of the ropes as far as music and how to handle a crowd and, um, just what to play and when, and he was a great mentor through my younger years. And then, um, when I was 16, kind of went on my own and, uh, I Reserve picked me up and they, um, brought me in and they taught me how to deal with couples and all that business and everything that has to do with weddings. And, um, as time went on throughout my uh, college years, I really wanted to get into the bar scene and nightlife scene. So um, that's when like I was working with promoters and uh, the city. And it was a lot of fun, you know? And I had my ups and downs with that, and I learned a lot. Um, and then you guys picked me up around September. And ever since then, it's been great just staying busy. And uh, yeah, you guys have helped me out a lot. So. Awesome. I mean, you've helped us a lot too. Definitely. So it's gone <laughs> yeah. both ways. Yeah, but yeah. let me go back. So I think
0: everybody kind of has that one person or a couple people who got them started in this industry. Definitely. And like, you'll never forget who that is. Definitely. And I think that's super important. And Ant's a good dude. So. Oh, for sure. So with the nightlife, or I'm sorry, with the, with the private events. So to me, I've done a bunch of private events. I think it's made me a better nightlife DJ because you have to really learn how to read the crowd. Definitely. And it's like, you can you play a million different genres, you don't really know what you're walking into, so you really have to be a versatile DJ. Definitely. So tell me how working with iReserve, how that's helped you, and then how you got from working with iReserve into
1: the promoter DJ life in the city. For sure. So um as far as like when I first started working with iReserve, there's some great DJs too that I've learned from. I think when I by the time I was 16, 17, um, Josh Christie, he was like I, he kind of opened my, my whole head up to a whole new world with DJing. Just being creative and kind of like thinking outside the box as far as using acapellas over, beat, over beats or anything like that. And it just kind of blew my mind how yeah. like you could actually do that as a DJ. Finding interesting ways to bring exactly. songs, the same song in or out. Exactly. So like they, they really, and doing that at weddings, it was just kind of really cool to me. And um, they also just told me as far as music, just like, with bringing my music from uh, private events into nightlife. Another thing is, too, um, with private events, there's no really dead air. It's hard. Like, you can't really... You'll lose a crowd with private events if there's dead air. And then um, another thing is just using all kinds of music at uh, parties. So, like, bars, you know, I'll be I'll be dropping, like, I Want You Back by Jackson 5 or, you know, like, anything. Yeah. We will rock you out of nowhere and then go into, like, Tipsy. You yeah, the stuff that really works in... Private events can also really work
0: in nightlife exactly. where you wouldn't expect it all the time. Exactly.
1: So. so it's um it's really cool. Private events has helped me as a DJ so much, especially bringing it into nightlife. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't
0: really like playing private events unless it's like yeah. corporate and I can be DJ Cream and project my brand definitely. But it definitely helped me kind of going through the ringer and having to play stuff that I would never really play for sure. Um, and it's definitely cool to see a reaction to that music that you don't necessarily think you would ever play, but mm-hmm. when you do, you get a, a, a crowd reaction.
1: Definitely. definitely cool. And the fact that they know, like, just, like, everyone loves classics at the end yeah, of the day, yeah, yeah. too, you know? So, <laughs> All right, so you go from, you're, you're still doing private events, but you're, you're
0: starting to work with promoters in the city. You're in college, right? Yeah. So you're, you're working some stuff locally in college. Yeah. Um, tell me about that stuff, um, and then tell me how you got linked up with
1: us. For sure, or, so... Yeah, for sure. So um, when I was about 18, 19, uh, eighteen, nineteen, when I was eighteen, I uh, joined a fraternity, and I want to say that's what grew me to throughout my college and got me really well known. I always wanted to DJ all these, you know, these uh, frat parties and everything. And when I joined a fraternity, it just my whole network blew up, and people kind of like started knowing about me. Um, and I want to say. Um, the brand and I, I want to talk about the we'll talk about the brand later, but um, the first bar I DJ'd in college was called Karma and Nyack, and this was a spot that was uh, fraternities I actually would, know what it is. Really, yeah. it's right next to it was right next to um, port, port House, right? Yeah, right, and uh, literally right next door, and uh fraternities would rent it out and i was like why am i not djing here like i'm like i gotta figure out my way in so like you know i did the thing i went to the bar myself i was like listen i'm i'm a college dj like from rampo and they brought me in and i I was doing uh tuesday parties once a month there and it would be insane like everyone would come out yeah Um, it was it was really cool i loved like nyack is a cool area too like, the, the bar scene there. Yeah, we used to party in Nyack when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends would come home from college. We would always go up to Nyack because it was Definitely. open later. Yeah. And it was just something different to do. I always I always heard about uh, Poor House back in the day, yeah. too. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right, so
0: you started doing the, the college parties. Obviously, you've kind of, you got all your friends and your frat. And so yeah. you have a nice following. Yeah. So... You start doing some New York City stuff with promoters, tell me your experience with that and we'll kind of get into
1: that and what you think of of those experiences. For sure. So uh, I started uh, doing uh, a lot of promoter stuff, I want to say, like last year uh, in the summertime. My first spot was Hudson Terrace. And it was, listen, you have your ups and downs with promoters, everyone knows this. My downs, you know, I would get, be like, hey, we didn't do too well at the door, Um, like, listen, we're going to have to cut some of your pay or like... Like, all right, I'm 20 years old, like, first kind of, like, DJing in a club. It's cool for me, you know? Yeah. Like, I still like it, so, like, the money really wasn't what it was yeah, about. Yeah, you get to drink for free, hang out exactly. with your friends, yeah, exactly. you play a little bit. So and it's fun. I, I think I-, I think that's the best part about, like, being able to work with promoters at that age, because, like, you get the opportunity, you yeah. know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, everyone's done it. I feel like I've, I've done
0: the promoter DJ yeah. thing where they want you to either hard sell tickets or bring 10 people or whatever it might be. Um, but I think, I mean, you could do that to a point, right? Yeah. So I think it's cool to go and make the connection with other DJs and with promoters and allow people to hear you play. Because the- I think that's really important because if you can play they're going to ask you to play again oh, and then sure. if you can also bring people then I mean, that's going to solidify right yeah. because
1: they want to make their money and they you know they don't honestly care about the first or, the first or last season yeah, they yeah. just want to make their money usually. definitely and um listen that's a that's a it's honestly the promoting game like i love it like you know it's still still it's it's still good yeah you know i i honestly i'll do it once a month uh probably with a uh, shout out ammo definitely like i'll do uh once a month with uh him maybe like out of blue midtown or something and I'll, like, see whose birthday it is and just take advantage of it. I'll be like, hey, it's someone's birthday. I'll bring a bunch of people, and he'll be like, all right, I'll put you to clothes and everything. So he he's helped me out with that too. Um, he's been the better uh, definitely, like, right. to work with for sure. So. I, and I think that's the advantage
0: of doing those parties, or one of the advantages. But I think making those connections with people who have decision-making power. Definitely. Like, Ammo yeah. books a million yes. spots in the yeah. city, and he pretty much runs a, he runs a lot of stuff out yeah. there with his team. Um, so he's a great person to meet. Now, you're not going to meet someone like Ammo every time, but if you do enough of those parties and you create a little bit of buzz around your name, you will. Definitely. And I definitely. think that's an invaluable connection to make. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, and I think that, that kind of brings up another point where, you know, like there's certain gigs that I'll do that might not be what the number is that I yeah. normally would get. But I think if it's an opportunity to make a connection with a venue or with a DJ, sometimes, one time... It might be worth it to actually go do that, um, to get in there and maybe they like you and maybe they give you your number that you want the next time. Maybe they don't, but I do think that that's kind of an important thing to, to go through and to, to experience.
1: Definitely. Um, Uh, well, I real quick, I want to like in the beginning of this, uh, in October, I was, I, was uh, I came twice to Ashford for free to open up for you. Yeah, and I was just like, listen, I want like at that point I was like, hey, I just want them to see me spit. Like I, I, that was still like in the beginning where so I was like, hey, I'll come open like yeah. I, I'm I want to show you what I can do, you know. So that's how that's how I go about things, especially with when it you know the pay is not really there or right. anything, you know. And I, I think doing some of that stuff and for you it's
0: uh, it's paid off greatly because. Yeah. Connor, the owner of Ashford, loves you there now. Yeah. So now you're getting booked regularly there. Yeah. You did a couple openings, whatever, for an hour, hour and a half. But it gave you an opportunity to get heard by the owner or by the just by me also, definitely. Um, and that that helped you because now you're getting booked. Yeah. So let's take a step back though. Um, so let's talk about get down. Um, I was introduced to you through Olive Oil. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about. I don't know, why did you want to start working with us and kind of how that came about and what you're
1: doing with us now? Yeah, I mean, uh, so, with my relationship with Olive Oil, we actually DJ'd a bar together, um, I'm going to say last year, and I got put through a promoter, and then, like, after that, like, they saw, like, we kind of just linked and started talking. We, like, wanted to work more together. And yeah, they're, they're good were, dudes, man. They, I like those guys. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. Shout out to Olive Oil, homies. Definitely. Um, so... Um, I want to say also uh, the Get Down Meetup kind of helped me out definitely. And I was like, when they, they brought me to the Get Down Meetup, I was like, this is a whole new world out here. Like there's so many people in this yeah. industry that like coming out just to talk and like hang out and, you know, bullshit. It's, it was really cool. So um, yeah, like just definitely that. And the reason I really wanted to get into it, because I just wanted to see what it can make it, it can come out to you know like I, I knew I had the potential and um, I just wanted uh, I wanted to be noticed at the end of the day, so I came out and um, throughout the summer I would hit you up like I understand the summer's busy too with work so I was I would probably like wait like maybe I'd hit you up one month and be like hey like if I was trying to get an opening at Birch I believe yeah um, but like I like kind of fell off and then you went on vacation so I was like all right let's just wait and then uh, August came around. And you hit me up about the internship, which is like biggest opportunity, best thing I could have ever done. I want to say so, um, and that's what kind of got me into it. And um, yeah, like I just, I kind of knew things were gonna go good. I wanted to, I wanted to show you guys how I, how I DJ, and you guys pushed me to do a lot of great things too. So, no, uh, I appreciate that.
0: It's great to hear. Yeah. But I mean, you've been really helpful for us too, and I think. It was, a, it was a great pairing like, it was a good yeah, match that definitely. you know you work really hard and you're good at what you do and you want to be good so that's super important mm-hmm. um, and you definitely fit the, the get down brand of like what we are trying to do and how we want to market ourselves and For brand sure. ourselves and, and who we want to work with so it's definitely been a two way street there mm-hmm. um, alright so you, you brought up networking and I think it's something that's so important and it's something that I'm kind of lacking right now I've, I've actually thought about trying to build in some nights off where I could actually go out Show love to our guys, but also show love to some guys that we don't necessarily work with. Um, I think it's important to really go and hear other DJs spin and like see what they're playing and see how the crowd's reacting to certain runs of music. Um, so, what, you, what are your thoughts about networking? How has it helped you? What are some
1: of the things that you've been doing? For sure, um, I want to say for networking and just like going to see other DJs, uh, the three thing, the two three things that's been helping me is just that um, like. I, like, learn so much from watching other people play. Yeah, me too. I love seeing, like, it just, like, I'll be like, oh, shit, I haven't played that song in forever, or, oh, shit, I would never even think to play that song. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm throwing that in my library. Uh, So I learned so so much stuff from other DJs. Um, Another thing is, like, I love building relationships and friendships and over-networking, because it just, like, it's cool to have, you know, maybe... I there's um there's not a lot of people my age too in the industry so when I run into someone that's my age I'm like yo what's up like yeah. it's like oh let's bullshit about the same <laughs> stuff like what are we going through and uh just being cool and you know um so that's a really good thing and then um another thing is too just like just like you know exchanging music and um you know seeing what kind of vibe they play and kind of taking from them and just uh, a lot of different things like but the best thing is too like especially with get them. we all show love to everyone yeah like sunday nights best night like best night out of the week i got uh mad at it Just because it's everyone <laughs> hanging <laughs> got out some good nights on sundays yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it just it's fun hanging out with everyone even if it's like even if it's chill we're just relaxing bullshit about it the is. weekend it's like normal you know so. i think that's what's really cool about
0: our our group especially just in hoboken and jersey city area is yeah. like you kind of never know who's gonna pop up and exactly. someone always is gonna pop up yeah and i love that um and I think it's brought us closer as a, as a team and just kind of, like you said, like even Sundays where we'll play Mad Hatter and it's like, all right, somebody want to hop on for like a little mini yeah, set yeah. and it's just fun. Uh-huh. Um, it's fun to just hang out and, and be with all, all of us together and DJ too, while we're doing it. Definitely, so, definitely. Um, all right, so, so with networking, I think something that I stress to everybody and something that I found really valuable coming up, um, especially when I just started and no one really knew who I was, was making mashups and edits, mm-hmm. um, and I know you're doing your thing with the mashups right now. Um, what made you get into that? How it, how has it helped you? And
1: kind of what's Definitely. your plan going forward with that? So my whole my whole thing is I started uh, I started using Logic when I was about sixteen, seventeen. Very basic, very beginner. Very, you know, like I was on YouTube just kind of looking up some stuff, nothing crazy. And um, when I first started working with Get Down uh this september like i was like damn like these guys are putting out edits like like crazy like i was kind of always doing this but like i just never took advantage of it yeah like, putting it out or anything so i want to say like honestly you surround like you guys surrounding me like helped me push towards those yeah. heavily like just having you guys like you guys i was like damn i want to get on their level like you know like i want to i want to be like them so i was like that really pushed me to uh just start making, ma- like, start really pushing out the edits and mashups. Yeah. And your, your mashups are really good, especially thank for someone you, yeah. who
0: kind of just started doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know Angela Kid's mashups or edits, check
1: them out because they're Definitely. playable. Thank they're you, good. Thank you. Just also, you can shoot me a DM whenever. Just, I'll <laughs> send it to you whenever. I don't, I'm so friendly with that. I have a whole uh, folder for
0: them. So, and so so you've, again, you just kind of started doing it and you, you, you're getting on some, some record pools and stuff. Yeah so how have you done that and what was
1: your process there um so my whole process with that is um especially with dmp i mean i i knew the owner sal and ligati uh yeah they've Sa- done a lot of stuff with us yeah too. sal we i always show love to just because we i always used to listen to his mixes back in the day i've always known him and then yeah. um so they they've kind of known my name too and then you've helped me out for sure just kind of um you know just let them them know like hey like listen check out his edits why not so then they just start posting everything they start they love my edits so really cool and then with um, Headliner you know I, I'll uh, send them some edits and they um, I, I want to say they, they love to take a lot of uh, stuff that's really well put together too and um, they they took one of my trap edits which I really like because I feel like they're they're kind of more of that like you know that hip hop uh, sometimes trap yeah. stuff so it was really cool to see that on my on their uh, record pool. So yeah, it always feels good to see your name. Oh on record yeah, pool, I'm you never it. really know who's gonna you never know who's gonna download it and exactly. who's gonna play it. Exactly. So like another thing is too like the best part is like going out introducing yourself to some DJs. Be like oh Angela the kid like I got yeah. I got the whole folder of you you know like that yeah. that's the best feeling. Right? Yeah, I mean I, and I talk about I it all the time that. as th- that was a strategy for me when
0: I started. Like uh, I said I, because I didn't really know a lot of people, but I knew that I would want to take a vocal from one song and put it on a drop with another song. Cause I was mostly opening. So like at the time, there was a lot of like bigger room stuff too. So I would want to be like, all right, how can I make this song playable that I could play in my open set. Yeah. And I just kind of grabbed emails of the people who were DJing heavy at the time. A lot of the 92.3 radio guys. Um, and I would just shoot them emails and be like, Hey, sure. I just made these. Like, let me know what you think. Give me feedback. Um, and then I would end up meeting people and they'd be like, oh shit. Cream, what's up yeah. like I have a whole folder of your edits I'm like, in, awesome. in, in yeah. Serato
1: and I'm like oh man that's pretty cool it's, it's <laughs> so dope I lo- like I, I think that's the best feeling like people knowing you like because uh, of your edits or you know it's it's so sick it's right and really it just cool. gives
0: you a little more it just gives you a little more credibility honestly definitely. when you meet the guys that are doing it and they're you playing your stuff yeah, yeah. so maybe they're going to be like oh maybe I'll give Angelo a shot to come play at this spot or exactly, whatever so you yeah. never know how, how it can help you definitely mm-hmm. Um, all right, so doing mashups and edits. are you working on original music? Do you have a plan on doing it? What's the plan
1: there? Um, I, I don't want to get into original music yet. I want to get into first I want to like gradually make my way into remixes and uh, see how that goes. And if it if it really just comes like naturally, I'd like to put out you know maybe one remix every every two months or something and yeah. keep doing the edits. Um, and then you know maybe maybe in the next couple of years I'll probably go into original music, but I do not I don't want to go into original music right away because I want to kind of see how everything kind of yeah comes together. So no, I mean it's definitely a, a big step to go from edits to
0: originals. Exactly. I think yeah. it's important to just spend time and like even if the music comes out and it sucks, like at yeah. least you're you're doing it. You know, yeah. like and you're think- not gonna make a hit the first time most likely. Yeah.
1: It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of you know. Trial and error, and a lot of YouTube videos. Exactly. And <laughs> but like, I just also feel like you know, like you could probably you could put out the best song, but if you're not marketing it right, it's not gonna. You're not putting it out right. It's yeah. not gonna go the way you want it to go. You know. So. Yeah. All right. So that's a perfect segue for me. You just brought up marketing. Yeah.
0: I think your branding and your marketing is a little unique. It kind of has like a '90s theme, like Nickelodeon theme.
1: Yeah. Is that on purpose? And kind of what's your vision and what's your plan there? Yeah. For uh. For sure. So like. I, this is my second logo within the past two, three years. Um, Angelo, the kids started two years ago. Yeah, actually, there. that's a good question. How did you she, get the nickname? Yeah. How did you get the name? So uh, one of my buddies, uh, Chris Paul. Actually, uh, Iconic Music Group. Go check him out. Um, he would always call He brought me into Miller's Ale House in uh, Paramus. And I would be DJing there when I was like 16, 17. Just like it was, <laughs> it was awesome for me. It was fucking it was dope. And um, like he'd always call me the kid. He's like, yo, the kid's here. Like the kid, the kid. I was like, Angelo the kid, that might be something to stick on to. So um, I got the name and I started pushing out and I got a logo done. It was still Rugrats. And then I was like, this is really dope. And uh, then I got a new updated one, which is, I love my new logo. It's it's such a, like, you got to be a fan of your own stuff. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I love it. And uh, the whole 90s thing is, I just feel like nostalgia for people, people love it, you know? And uh, I want to be a DJ, whatever, producer too, that kind of, that DJs all kinds of music, always can play in any kind of crowd or anything. Yeah. And I just think, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to always go back to, where you came from, like 90s, you're gonna always get, people are gonna always love that kind of music. So I always go back to that. I, I'm always playing some older hits when I, whenever I'm DJing. So it's it kind of has to give that feel, and the marketing is just again people love like seeing that older stuff, that uh, nostalgia, and yeah. And I think it's important, and it's impressive for someone who's 21
0: or 21, right? Yeah. yeah. Someone who's 21 to understand how important that having a brand and kind of sticking to that brand. Mm-hmm is important you, yeah. you need to do that I mean obviously you need to deliver and put out good music and make and play good music and understand how to DJ a room but half the battle is also presenting yourself for sure yeah. as someone who can do that yeah so I think it's awesome that you're you're doing that um and it's crazy like so you talk about the 90s and your 90s baby yes yeah all right so 90s baby you're in college what blows my mind about you is that like when i was 21 i was a maniac like yeah. <laughs> and if i was djing at 21 like i'd be walking out of there really fucked up definitely. often yeah and you're you you do not do that so tell me about what it's like being in college and being a dj and how you're
1: adjusting and like definitely and and handling that i uh <laughs> so yeah i turned 21 in june so uh, not too long ago, but like this summer, you know, I was having my fun, but I was also working every day during the week uh, I was doing like some IT stuff with my dad. And so like every every chance Honestly this summer like I would kind of like got it all out of me yeah. I was like and then I was like fuck it, dude I want to be on the other side, you know, like yeah. I was like I don't want to be doing this like I kind of want to be I want to be working I want to yeah. be DJ and I want to be the man like I don't want to be waiting online for stuff Yeah, like, you know <laughs> You just I just think like I get tired of it. It's so hard to go from being the DJ that cuts the line, walks in, drinks
0: for free, knows everybody to like being a regular patron.
1: Yeah. Like, like, there's
0: certain times where I'll be in another city or I'll go out somewhere and be like, man, I don't know anybody here. Like, I, this sucks. Like, I don't want yeah, to yeah. do this.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so We're fun. spoiled. Yeah, we really are. We get it good. Like, Hoboken, forget We can walk in. Like, I just yeah. feel like in most places, we walk in, say what's up to the bouncer, you know? Yeah. Like, just walk in. Oh, we know this bartender here. You know? Like, it just, it. we get it good. We really do yeah. get it good. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, just, like, the summer was cool, but was just, like, the, the same, the, the, the feeling I always got, I'm like, yo, I don't want, I want to go, I want to be on their side, I want to be DJing, like, yeah. I want to be the man, you know, so, <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, that's, that's how I felt, I think I got it out this summer, and, uh, you know, I, I party once in a while, but, you know, I would party in a, where I know everyone, that DJ, that like yeah. DJ fashion, kind of, you know, and plus, DJs don't party. Honestly, like, we get a bad rap all the time. We can we can have a whole conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, there's nights where everybody's going to drink a little more
0: than yeah. they probably should. Definitely. I also... Some people go a little further than others oh, other sometimes. Oh, but, I also, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a job. And, like, yeah, there's alcohol involved. But still, you
1: got to be able to handle it and, exactly. you know, control yourself. I also want to bring up, like, definitely having a girl. Like, that... Forgot about it. that helps me out. Keeps me, uh, keeps me, you know, under control. Yeah, she'll she'll put you in check. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not too bad. She's good. She gets she gets the business. That's all that matters. So, all right. So, I want to talk a little bit
0: about the internship you have with us and kind of some of the the, the risks that you took yeah. as a college kid coming to work for free or for credits or whatever with a company that you didn't really know that much about. Um, so, tell me a little bit about
1: that. Um, so the free internship, the way I kind of went uh, about it was just like, you know, I, I wanted to also, you kind of told me about doing social media and all that, running the Instagram. And I was like, all right, this is really cool. Um, I wanted to see how this could work out. Maybe I can learn something from it as well, besides just getting gigs. Like I looked, yeah. I looked at the bigger picture. And um, then you were like, oh, yeah, let's throw you. Then you ended up, well, I've come in the office like once a week on a Wednesday. And we built a relationship in there. We, we learned, just like, worked a lot. Honestly, like, first coming in, I, like, I knew who you were, and I was like, oh, cream. Like, cream. like, I thought, like, I was getting, like, I was like, damn, this guy's kind of dope. I don't, you know, I hate to, you know, <laughs> yeah, gas you. you up, but, you know, <laughs> no. But <laughs> I was like, this is cool. So um, then, you know, I just grew a relationship, kind of like, just kept quiet, just, you know, didn't really say anything, say that much. And then you put me on a gig, and um i was my first gig with you was pilsner house which uh it's in, it's in hoboken and told me the vibe a very you know uh, jet like hip-hop like classics and uh rock a lot of stuff like that and honestly i was like damn all right so let me see how this goes i the opportunity i got from that i was like all right i have to do really good for this you know i want him to be like okay he got he got good feedback or anything and that was like I got that opportunity I was like I have to make sure put all my time into this one night let me like make sure I do really well so so your preparation was super important super important I I had to do I had to make sure it was it come out really well so um that was really important for me and like I know the risk that you probably took putting me on because I was just some new kid new 21 year old (laughs) coming in like so um yeah I I just think like like, opportunities when they pop up, like, I had like, take advantage of it. Like, you don't know what's going to happen and all that. So,
0: yeah. So I think, like, you were the, f- you're the first intern that we've had. And we didn't, like, I-, I wouldn't necessarily look at you as an intern. We looked at you as someone who fit the vibe of what we were trying to do and someone that we could kind of help mentor if it worked out so that you could then start working with For us, sure. DJing. And... Your vibe was just right. And I think, like, spending time in the office and hearing your, you know, your feedback or comments on things that we were discussing, um, you know, made me feel okay with putting you somewhere Mm. a lot quicker than we ever thought that we were going to. So, we put you at Pilsner House and we got really good feedback. So, we always say, like, positive feedback from an owner or a bar manager or another DJ is what we're looking for first and foremost in using guys. So. You know, we put you in one place, we got good feedback. We put you in another place, we got good feedback. So, of course, we're going to keep using it if that's the case, whether or not we thought that that was going to happen or of not. Course, yeah, I mean, um, that's important too. Just making making the management out of our happy. Yeah, that's, I feel and like I, that's... I think I think something that you're going to take with you, even if you don't necessarily think about it, um, right off the top of, the, of your head, but just being in the in the meetings and conferences that we're having with the marketing guys and other DJs and myself and Gary, mm-hmm. you kind of hear like the things that we're thinking about and the things that are important to us so that you can focus on those things when you go out and represent Get Down, for sure. the brand. For sure, for um, sure. So just kind of moving back into like with the with the college kids. So you did the internship with, with us, it's been awesome. What would you say to college kids that are 20, 19, 21 and are either graduating college or going in, into a break and thinking like, all right, I need to go find a full-time job I mean,
1: what would you, what would the message to them be? Yeah, I mean, listen, I guess for, for college kids, you gotta, you gotta take the risk sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta take that free job because you don't know what it's going to come out to, you know, um, it might take, and you gotta be patient. That's the one thing I think I stress to everyone. Just like be patient, let things come to you, let it, let it happen. And, um, also I feel like this is the best time that we, we live in, especially as DJs. Everyone's offering everyone advice, like, uh, DJs that have been in the game for so long, like you can even you can just hit them up, and be like, hey, how do I like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Ask for advice too from older, uh, from uh, just DJs that have been been around and know what's up. Um, I just I just think patience and opportunities that are given to you, you have to take advantage of it. Um, and anytime you DJ, I feel like you have, especially in our shoes, you have to give 110 percent everywhere. You can't be playing a mix or. Uh, anything like that because you don't know who's gonna be in the crowd you don't know who's listening you don't know who's gonna be you know like it just you want to gain every single amount of follower you can and um, even if like this past weekend I was at uh, Texas and I was just rocking out no one was really there I was just having fun with it this one table like I got like five followers Just they were like hey you're really good just start bullshitting with them and you know yeah, and it's just... building your following so next time that they see that you're playing somewhere
0: maybe they're, all five people are going to show up and that just makes you look better exactly just better but I love th- there's three things that you said that I love mm-hmm. so the first was preparation for gigs um, and I think that's something that I kind of take for granted a little bit now, whereas I used to literally prep a folder for every single gig that I ever did. And I got away from doing that, and I've now started kind of like, even if it's 10 or 20 songs that I just want to make sure that I can get in, yeah. I do that again. And I, I I was like, oh yeah, this is why I do I used to do that all the time sure. because it makes a huge difference. Especially like coming in if I'm headlining, let's say, and I'm like, all right, I need to come in with something that's relevant, something that people are gonna like, and something that's gonna excite the crowd right off the bat. It's really good to have those folders. Um, But I think preparation in anything that you're doing, whether it's actually DJing or going on interview or whatever it might be, the most important thing. Um, The other thing that you talked about was, you know, you have access to pretty much anybody through social media now. Mm -hmm. So. Yesterday we talked on the phone. You said we were watching the interview with with Kova. Shout out to Kova yeah. and Alex K. Yep. Yeah. And you were like, "Oh, I, I slid in his DM, and he was super cool. And I sent him my music. Like, a lot. Most people don't do that, and that's just taking the extra step to, you know, n- build your network and send your music out. And For sure. like, if if Alex is ever in town, you can go say what's up to him, and he'll know who you are, or vice versa. So I think that's that's amazing. And then the third thing was patience and. I think for younger DJs, that's something that most younger DJs don't have that you do have most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) But, you know, like, if you get an opportunity, it's like just because you get an opportunity to play in a place and open somewhere or play the first hour or even DJ for free, it doesn't mean that you're going to get where you're not going to headline in the first six months, even a year, even two years. And I think younger DJs sometimes think that the path it's gonna go really quickly, and I don't think that it does in most cases. No, definitely. So um, I think that was three really great things that you said, and you, I just yeah. want to really you know talk about them and, and just go into it a little further. So yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, I think you. saying that shows why you're you're successful right now. Yeah. So I thank appreciate yeah, that. No,
1: definitely. Thank you. Uh, what was it? What was the first thing we said? What was it? Um, what were we talking about?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>